today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk brought to you by Vacuuman and Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuuman. This guy is just multitasking left and right. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing much better, Bill. You know, it's interesting. In the last week, I'm, everything's dynamically changing. And I've been doing these little vo- uh, posts on LinkedIn. And if anyone's a small business or they're trying to adapt in, in today's changing climate, um, you know, my biggest thing is that I feel this is great with all the, pre- you know, the prime minister is going to be making a statement. If, if I could just talk to the small business right now, Bill, and I'm sure you brought this up. And I, I heard you talking about some of the great things. Part of my Rotary Club, you were talking with yes, her, yes. Uh, about some of the great things they're doing. And, uh, and I'm very excited. I'm part of that and helping them in that degree. So uh, kudos to uh, Heather and and the Rotary Club of Hamilton. In the same token, though, as small businesses, as we're hearing they're closing, uh, again, not not related to tech, but as a small business owner, I've been fortunate to be able to integrate technology. And one thing I found out yesterday, Bill, and I'll tell you, it just took the wind out of my sails. As I'm going through all of this, you know, banking, trying to get the support and, you know, CERBA, CEBA, Canadian Business Help Emergency Plans, whatever they're you're, you're, you're just swimming in acronyms right now, aren't you? Well, I am, because that's what the government keeps throwing <laughs> there's, there's at me. There's so SERP. There's SERP. Like, the yeah, that's SPCA and everything else. I don't know. You don't know what the letters mean anymore. They're just all out there. Right. Well, the government loan for 40000 that they offered, I applied because Vacuuman is, is operational, by the way, and we're updating. And part of our updating and using this money is obviously to cover costs, but we're also changing how we do it. We have to, you know, we're, we're putting on proper equipment. We're getting proper uh, uh, masks and booties and gloves to make sure we're safe. But here's what I found out through this process was that, man, my credit rating got hammered, Bill. And that's one thing that I was like, no one, you know, they're, they're not claiming that all of these deferral payments and all of these uh, uh, references and otherwise are, are out there, what, you know, like to help us through this process. But as small businesses, when we're doing this, uh, and me, I have, I have really good credit. I've worked very hard for this. And uh, I guess this is something that I learned only after I'm thinking it's an emergency, it's going to be qualified as a credit submission and, and so forth. No, it's automated. If you are applying for these loans, as a small business and you're good, deferring your payments and defer it will hit your credit rating and boy did i ever get a good kick one in the uh, and so i'm sort of still <laughs> feeling this moment of I, I and i check my credit rating because it's important to like my bank accounts and i'm looking at it and i'm like what what happened and so i'm looking and i'm calling and i'm like whoa, 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 whoa. stop stop what you're doing no 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 stop damaging my credit anyway something to think about bill for small businesses not only are we struggling we're now applying and looking for help it's it's now impacting our bottom line it's impacting us so well, and there, anyway, the problem here here's and we've talked about this when some of these other government programs have rolled out and and the reason you're getting hit is because these are government programs but the private sector is is not always on side and, uh, you know, they don't care one way or another. Uh, and, you know, so banks, uh, and I'm not trying to say banks are all bad guys, but I'm just saying they're going to say, well, yeah, but you've still got to pay this. you got to start to this. And, you know, I know, I know the government's having discussions with uh, people that are doing all this sort of work. But at the same time, uh, you'd like to think that they just, you know, cool things just a little bit and, and cut some slack for people like you and other small businesses. Uh, and I know that that's what they're trying to get them to do, but it hasn't happened yet. And, and you, you know, you, like I say, you're getting it right between the eyes now. 
Yeah, well, and this is the part which we, again, we assume certain things. These are emergencies. You know, it's got its own acronym, as you said. So in this case, based on these elements that are applied, um, you know, what I've been told now, which I wish I learned earlier, was with every loan you do, with every deferral you do, with every uh, uh, anything that could be submitted to the credit bureau, uh, Equifax or, or TransUnion, whatever, make sure you get in writing that this is an emergency deferral. It is an emergency loan. You need that documentation in writing, not someone on the phone promising you saying, yes, 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 don't worry, this is all an emergency, it's okay. Because that writing, when this clears up or alters or in the future, when you do need your credit, you're going to need those letters to justify, this was a circumstance out of the scope of my business or my personal credit to manage. You need that, Bill. That's my only advice to, to help with how to address that. Well, and I think what it is, it's a stark reminder to the rest of us, uh, you guys know this as small business folks, that uh, these government programs are, are not to help you thrive. They're to help you tread water until we get through this thing. Uh, but it's not the end of your problems. This, there's a long way to go here. Absolutely. And I think talking and, and relating this back to tech, a lot of the money that's being used, not only, yes, you're right, to, to float and keep it alive, but also companies have to invest now to change. And talking about taking their payment, like I was just having a, a talk with my team this morning, taking payments and putting them online, building that ease of convenience, altering your whole business model. A lot of local businesses right now, and I see Hamilton's trying very hard and they're doing a great job trying to find solutions and forms for groups and businesses to figure out how can you deliver how can you alter your business service that you can do training online um so those are the kind of things that are obviously very crucial but how do they afford it and this is the part where it still comes at a cost and that's where some of these loans are being required not only to survive but to restructure and replan some businesses are just struggling to be able to keep up with how do i move into this video conferencing uh if you're doing training online if you're doing a home gym how do you create a zoom system people can sign in they're able to watch and work from their home living room this is really a big it's a big change for a lot of companies and there's a lot of moving parts to it and that's for sure there are, and we've talked with uh, some folks around town over the last couple of days. Well, Lawrence Schlehan, the uh, head of economic development for the city, was on the program yesterday talking about the uh, survey that's doing in cooperation with the Chamber of Commerce. So there are tools out there. So uh, if you're struggling, and, and just about everybody is these days, especially in small business, uh, make sure that you, uh, you're up to speed on, on some of these programs that are available. All right, let's, uh, let's get into some of this stuff. You mentioned last week about information gathering, and uh, as I'm staring at my uh, Apple on my iPhone here right now, uh, Apple is information gathering, collecting information. We, we know they do this anyway, but where's the stuff going and who sees it? Yeah, this is this is very interesting. This is one thing I, I, I thought was, I was taken back, I'll be honest with you, Bill, because Apple has 1.5 billion users. And if you recall, you and I have had many talks on Tech Talk about how Apple stood their ground against the FBI. We won't yep. give our access. With, and then there was a company in Iran that built a system that could hack an Apple, and then they Apple upgraded their systems. Now, what's interesting is we all take for granted the fact that Apple, in, and I'm using Apple as the example, Android and Google is just, just as much to blame in this process. But they're taking all of our user data and location services. If you're using Apple Maps, if you're using any application that requires your location services, 
to be on. Then Apple is collecting this information, which we assumed that they were, and we, we appreciated it was being locked in. But Apple is now releasing this for the purpose of health benefits and to our government agencies to show how are people moving. Are they on public transit? Are they driving on their own? Are they walking? And where are they going? Where is a majority of that line of users in, in, in sort of their mobile uh, 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 deliveries? Or are they, are they staying home? This is what's interesting is they're releasing this claiming that they're not releasing who and where specifically they are, but collectively the data that is monitoring their location is being shared. Google has been doing it as well. So this is something to factor in mind is um, it's a good thing to have because it gives us a bit of a sense of where things are going, Bill. But at the same token, what information is it? Did anyone opt in to say, hey, the privacy of my usage and where I am is being shared collectively as a general data? No, we did not. But yet this is where we're breaking that guideline of policies, and now it's being shared for the better good of the people. So they're going to track, and when we see a, a survey or a statistic that's going to come out, and there will be one, I'm sure, how many people actually adhere to uh, physical distancing and stayed home with self-isolation? Uh, Apple can supply that stuff. They're going to look at my data and say, that guy hasn't gone anywhere for three weeks, so he's got no life at all. Uh, but, but that's the kind of story you're going to get. Uh, and, and that's, you know, they can actually track the compliance through this. Absolutely. And this is the part which is where circumstances and emergency acts and, and, you know, wartime measure acts are being the area of where this information is being shared due to circumstances. So I guess really the key thing to take away from here is your phone, if you've got a map tracking it's basically location services. It's on an Android. It's on an Apple. If you don't want your information to be tracked, I highly recommend you turn that off. Because if you don't, your data generally is being shared by default. And what is it they're sharing? That's the key. They say nothing other than a general overview of devices and their movements. But really, do we understand what information is being shared? Uh, because we'll get to the hack of the week shortly. It doesn't would surprise me if what information gets shared by oops accident. Yeah, and one way around this, of course, if you're really concerned about that, is, is encryption. And, and, uh, but governments are aware of that, too, and they're, they're always trying to find side doors to these things. Well, this is the part which I said many times, there's, there's options available for proper security. Zoom, we know right now, is trying like the Dickens to get their security up. Microsoft is jumping all over it. I love their new ads they just came out with with uh, Microsoft. And they're really, they're showing L'Oreal, they're showing banks, they're showing lawyers, and they're all talking about the new Microsoft chatting video software. And it's a bit of a punch in the Zoom face because it's really, without saying it, they're claiming if you're a professional organization that relies on security we use microsoft i mean it was such a such a perfect message in the way that uh, microsoft did it but here's one i also mentioned uh, communication um one of the best and i know it's the best security encrypted communication it's called signal and if you don't have it you're going to want to get it why because the united states themselves the government uses it and i assure you if you want full encryption stop using whatsapp now here's the key the United States that obviously supports this encrypted 
fully supported chat messaging platform is apparently already trying to create a bill to circumvent it. So the government right now in uh, the state of uh, South Carolina is passing a bill or trying to that will release access to this last encrypted fully messaging system. And so is the security of anything moving forward available to us? I don't know. We're up to see. I'll have that report coming up, depending if the bill, if the bill passes or not. But right now, uh, if you're very concerned about security, talking to your business partners or otherwise, you want to use Signal. If you're a lawyer, an accountant, if encryption is critical for your operation, you're going to want to consider that platform. It's absolutely free. And like I mentioned before, Mr. Snowden, who's been a, a, a kind of wanted by the United States government for whistleblowing on their security policies, he uses it. So I feel it's fairly safe. So in that case, uh, the government may change that policy. But if you need an encrypted system, it's called Signal. All right, what are uh, Google and Apple up to these days? This one scares, again, the dickens out of me. I'm getting more scared now, Bill, than ever, because I can tell you some of the things I'm looking at going, wow, that's so innovative, and I'm thinking, how damaging could this be for the future of us? Apple and Google collaborated to develop a program that's going to allow us to be near each other, and it will then notify, in the case that I get COVID, will notify health authorities, and then should you be near me, it will then log in and say, you are within so many feet of someone with COVID on this day at this time. It won't say it's Adam, but it will tell you that you have been around someone with COVID. So that sounds really cool, because then it's like, am I near anyone? Was I in Shoppers Drug Mart? Was I in a grocery store? Was I at Costco? And was I near someone with COVID? This would give me the notification, yes, at this day, at this time, this person was there. The two systems connect with each other. So if I have the app, you have the app, they link with each other directly. So when we're in close proximity, it triggers that my phone and your phone know each other. They know it's Adam. They know it's Bill. It doesn't know each other specifically but say you go to the hospital and you get diagnosed with covid it then would send me an email saying hey you were at costco and you were near someone within six feet uh your system may be uh susceptible to having covid what's scary about this bill is the fact that uh this could open up a whole can of who's tracking who information just from walking with our phones it's got nothing to do with that location services i spoke about earlier this is just our blue Bluetooth being on and being able to talk to other phones. All right. Uh, I know you love drones, and I, you always have to get a story in here about drones. Uh, and we've talked about social distancing, and, and that's one of the keys, obviously, to fighting uh, COVID-19. Is this town in Jersey that's actually using drones to do the enforcement? This is, yeah, I mean, Hamilton, if you want to get on this, I think you should. And uh, I have a pilot's license in case the city of Hamilton is looking for a professional individual <laughs> to handle this. But the town of New Jersey and Elizabeth was able to get drones with a loudspeaker, and they fly over areas, parks, trails, and if they see individuals that are not social distancing through a loudspeaker, they will be able to now increase the sound and say, please take a step away. Please avoid distance. So instead of a police officer or a bylaw officer walking up to the person, putting themselves in potential danger, you can now expect that drones with speakers will now fly above and give you the warning, the stern warning from the sky that you should be encouraging social distancing, of course, for the safety of our public and society, Bill.
All right. With all the security talk, you, ought, you still want to get in on what new uh, new stuff that's going to be available on the market right now. Samsung's got another phone, right? Folding phone? Oh, yeah. This one's getting me excited, Bill. You know, I love Samsung, even though we're in this crisis of items. But the new folding, it's the Samsung Fold 2. And first model came out. We saw it was, like, bending, and they had all of these issues with, like, dust molecules, and they were ripping. The new model is coming out, and, boy... This one gets me excited. One, it's a folding phone. Two, it comes with a stylus. Now, I'm going to bet that this phone's going to be absolutely revolutionary for the, anyone that loves. I'm a stylus guy. I like using Samsung Notes. Uh, I mm-hmm. find them very, very proficient. I can do a lot with them. So if you're looking for the latest and greatest phone with a stylus, guess what? It's coming out, and it's going to be the Samsung Fold and a Samsung Note put together. It's called the Fold 2 and will be coming out in the next couple months. Probably going to cost a few bucks. Oh, this one's easily going to be about three grand. I'm going to need to get another loan from some government acronym to help me pay for this, but I am very excited to do it. I'll put my credit rating against that one, Bill. Listen, I got it. We're just about out of time. I got a minute and a half or so here. I want you to talk about this this mobile device that's being developed right now. I mean, people are isolating themselves. So you get a little lonely, a little crazy sometimes. And uh, this, what's this called? A happy? It's called Hap B. You know, kind of like okay. happy, but H A P and then B, B-E-E. This is an app, and it, it's an app that links with a device that you can wrap it around your neck. Think of it as almost like a necklace, but a very thick one. And what it does is, because we're talking mental illness, is a very, very deep concern sure. based on this isolation, right? Um, if you don't have a loved one, I'm fortunate to be with my wife, Michelle. We're locked together, and we're actually loving each other more and more. And But this is something for, if you're lonely, you don't have that interconnection, it's very difficult, especially with all the stress. It measures your a heart rate. It takes your uh, ability of, of when we get anxious, our uh, electrical signals start to you know, generate, our heat uh, temperature goes up. This product actually will notify and sense when you're getting anxious. It will provide you with the ability to help you breathe clear. It, it will notify and say, we're, we're sensing your mental illness. You're, we're sensing your isolation, your desperation of, of sadness. Here are some br- techniques. And what it does is it's almost like being around someone, seeing you're going through a bit of a, a challenge or anxiety issues, and then it walks you through the steps to do that. So it's called Happy, and it's, it's like a little device that goes around your neck, and it will help you feel happy. It will help you feel calm, alert, relaxed. It even will, will make you sleepy if you're having insomnia, which is happening, all of that. So here's the key thing, though. I've never tested it. They're claiming it's one of those things that's available online and what they're doing. Here's my claim on I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember mood rings where they used yeah. to be able to buy a mood ring and it would t- send your temperature and tell you if you're happy or sad or in love? I, I don't know if this is like snake oil technology, but <laughs> I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. But if it does work, and if they're claiming this element is capable of being done, it could help a lot of people with mental illnesses. Adam Oldfield, we do this every Friday. It's Tech Talk brought to you by Vacuuman. Uh, hey, stay safe this weekend. We'll talk again in a few days. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. You too. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.